most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everybody, welcome in. Another edition of King and Foster on NRM Streamcast. Another week. And uh, here we are again, Tom Azaway in our studios in Farmington. We go out to our guys uh, on location. I think uh, we got Terry there live. T. Foss, are you there? I am here. Good to hear you. I think you. Jimmy's working on some document or something. Yeah, that's what I heard. Jimmy's going to be joining us yeah. uh, momentarily. Uh, we just had the uh, honor of having Sam Smith on, the old Chicago Tribune writer, wrote the Jordan Rules and writes for Bulls.com. I don't know if you got to catch any of that, but he was – he was having fun with us on uh, the rap with uh, me and CB. Did you catch any? Well, yeah, I did hear him. But here's what I'm disappointed in: the pizza story is a lie. Yeah, <laughs> the pizza story is a, a big fat lie. Why would why would MJ do that when he already had the flu game already locked in? Why would he ruin that? Uh, I, I have no idea what that was all about. Maybe maybe the flu game was a lie. Who knows? Yeah. Something is well, a lie. Jerry Sloan kind of laughed it off. Do you remember uh, when they went to him on, at the press conference? They were like, he's like, oh, I didn't know Michael Jordan was, was, was sick. That's the first I've heard of it. It kind of makes sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know what? Coaches always say that. I didn't know he was sick. He looked fine to me. Uh, we have to worry about him. So, I, you know, I didn't pay much attention to the uh, Jerry Sloan comments. Hey, I hear the birdies chirping. That means that uh, we can go out to Plano, Texas. That means Jimmy King, right. the Fab One, is available. What's up, Jim? Fab One. What's going on, fellas? Welcome to the show, man. We just had uh, Sam Smith on. I was just talking to uh, Terry about that uh, with Clarence and I just a few minutes ago. We wrote yeah, the joint rules. That was good, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I missed it. I was uh, working on a document. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he but, said the uh, pizza story is a lot of bull. Did you know that? Literally. Who said, the, who said the pizza stories, boy? Well, first of all, the pizza guy himself came out on Chicago radio today. And mm -hmm. let me tell you his name. His name is Craig Fight. They found him. It was a Jordan called the Pizza Hut in Utah. This is the guy mm -hmm. that called in and said, I not only made the pizza, but I delivered it to him. I was the manager. Mm -hmm. I was a Bulls fan. And I was honored to say hi to Mike. They opened the door. I waved to him. Mike said, hey, how you doing? I named my son after Michael Jordan. He says, no way that he poisoned that pizza. And Sam Smith laughed and said, that was bullshit. You know, he, it wasn't. It was a lie. It was a big fabrication. Why? Why? Why would they lie about that? I don't know what to tell you. But the, po the pizza was not poisoned. I'm telling you well, right now. The thing is, is that everything, you know, that – I've seen and uh, I believe has been uh, pretty, you know, credible and forefront. So I don't understand why would he lie about the pizza? I'm not telling. I'm just telling you. The guy came out on Chicago radio today and said, "I'm the guy that made it. It was not poisoned. I loved Michael Jordan." And Sam Smith laughed about it because he said Michael took liberties, of course, on this documentary, as we all know he did. <laughs> all right, time well, out, Go ahead, Terry. I, I was in Chicago covering Michigan State Northwestern football game, and I went to a seafood place. and And I don't think they poisoned my food, but I ate that, doubled over in pain. I barely was able to cover the game. So sometimes it's not food poisoning; you just get 
something that might be spoiled or or whatever. It just happens sometimes. I could believe that. The okay. guy didn't poison them, but you know, could have been some bad ingredients. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm talking about is the the detail of the saying is five guys that showed up with the pizza. And he says were, that was bull. He said it was only him yeah, and the like, driver. That, that's my question. Why would they lie about that? Like, I don't understand. You know, like, okay. What's the stigma of, of having food poisoning versus the flu game? Like, I don't understand. Why would he lie yeah. and say that he had food poisoning when people thought it was the flu and or a hangover <laughs> from hanging out. What difference does it make? Tell the story. So, and, and I think that's what he's doing. So why would he lie? Why would he lie about that? He lied maybe because to get to part 10. Maybe he only had part nine. He's like, let me lie. We'll get part 10. <laughs> no, no, you, you still could have said it was the flu and just show, the, show yeah, everything. Right. Yeah. Absolutely no sense to lie. But well, he I'm did lie you. earlier. He admitted to a lie early in the documentary when um, – what player was it? One player said uh, – I, I don't know if it was B.J. Oh, yeah. Or somebody. Well, he was talking about, he was talking about uh, the Bradford Smith. The right. Bradford Smith. The Bradford Smith said, nice game, and he admitted that never happened. Right, with, with the Wizards. <laughs> the kid played for the Wizards. I love it. The Bulls. I love it. The they game within the then. game. Motivate yourself. Yep. Always stay hungry. I love how he had a beef with every single player. If you just looked at him just sideways, right. he wrote you down on the list. <laughs> I love it. I love that about MJ. didn't say hello to him in the restaurant, and he got pissed about that. Right. George Carl, right, exactly. All flights. Well, he said he's a North Carolina guy. Yeah. We spend summers together. You know, our kids hang out like – yeah, he was like, oh, it's BS. So, you want to yeah, play that? Okay, I'll show you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, but but in, in George Carl's defense, uh, maybe he didn't want to disturb him. You know, uh, athletes complain, when I'm out at dinner, I just want to bond with my family or bond with my boys or whoever. You know, you kind of leave them alone. So maybe George Carl looked over and said, you know, there's Mike. I'm sure everybody's approached him and said, hello, I'm just going to leave him alone. So I have no problem with that. Okay, if you say you know, so. If I, saw Jimmy, I may not say anything to him because, you know, who knows? Maybe people are asking for autographs. They still want to, you know, talk about the Fab Five. I, I may have le- I might leave him alone, too, if I see him out having dinner with his woman or something like that. I understand the privacy and, you know, just letting people alone. Let them be for, you know, a few minutes. But yeah, I get that. And I appreciate that too when I'm in public. But I think what Mike was saying is that out of all, you know, times and, you know, us being in close quarters and, and especially the history is, I think, is what it was. Because if it was just another opponent, you know, I think Mike just would have been like, yeah, okay, you know, just same on Mike and do what he got to do. But I think he took it a little extra slight because it was like, oh, you're going to act like that too. You know, I wouldn't expect that because we have a personal relationship. So with that being said, I love Mike takes, you know, pettiness to a whole nother level. Hey, is that damn bird your pet now, by the way? <laughs> uh, the, the birds just hashes three baby birds, so they're sitting up here with their mouths wide open. Yeah, it's been a week already. Why don't you move that nest for crying out loud? It's time for them to fly. 
No, no, no. They're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. <laughs> they're they're a few weeks away. They're interfering yeah, they're, with our show. They're growing fast, though. They're growing pretty fast. All right. But, uh, yeah, mom and pop is taking care of them. <laughs> Did and, you name uh, them they, yet? Did you name them? MJ, no, you know Scotty, and Rod? <laughs> That's what I'm No, I'm just going to call them 3 Pete. <laughs> 3 Pete. There you go. 3 Peep. You're listening to King and Foster here on NRM Streamcast. Uh, Terry Foster, Jimmy King, Tom Azaway. Go ahead, Terry. All right, buddy boy. One of the themes of uh, the last dance was Michael Jordan said, when you play basketball, and we all know this if you're at the Y or if you're at the gym or whatever, when you win, you keep playing. You don't sit until you lose. And he was saying, we didn't get the opportunity to win our seventh championship. And uh, I know your boy, Jalen Rose, is squaring up and down. They wouldn't have won the championship uh, the seventh time because we would have been there. By the way, they lost to the Knicks. We would have been there. Somebody else would have been in there. Would Michael Jordan have won his seventh championship if he was allowed to come back? And assuming that he was able to talk Scottie Pippen into coming back to play for the Bulls. Because I think that would have been the key right there. It's difficult to say. Again, it depends on – I think the linchpin is Pippen. I think even with Mike coming back, um, the, uh, the experienced team that they had, without Pippen, um, it, it, I don't see it happening. And, and vice versa, say if everybody came back, Pippen included, and MJ didn't come, I don't see it happening. But um, – you know, my brother Jalen is right. Indiana was primed to stand in the way, but I still think if that team came back assembled the same way, they win it again. I don't see any team in that era um, knocking them off. Uh, and, and again, I mean, the, the, the two years that, or a year and a half that Mike retired and Houston won those two years, if the Bulls, we could say that the Bulls stayed together, arguably – they will have eight championships. So I believe they, they, they may have gotten that seventh if, if Pip would have stayed, because that's the linchpin, in my opinion. I, I agree with you, because when you look at it, Indiana didn't even make the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Uh, it would have been – they would have had to go through the New York Knicks and the San Antonio Spurs. That would have been the last two. Nobody's going to beat them before them. So could they have beaten the Knicks and the Spurs? That's the way I look at it, and I think they could have beaten both teams, although San Antonio would have been tough. <clears throat> Jimmy, did you hear him? I think we lost yeah, him for a second. Oh, there he is. All right. Well, Sam Smith, just, just to bring it up to you guys, when we had him on, we asked him the same question. He says there's no way – they would have won again, and they had known ahead of time. Phil Jackson has already said, I'm not coming back to coach. Scottie Pippen's coming off back surgery, and Luke Longley, Pippen, and uh, who was the third guy? They all got extra. They all got good contracts leaving the Bulls after that. I think it was uh, uh, Steve Kerr as well. They all would have been Steve gone. They all would have been gone. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think – I don't think he comes back unless those guys continue to play. They all had to take one-year contracts. So That's fine. That's fine. Jordan, like you said, Jordan had been taking one-year contracts uh, the, the previous two years. So it wouldn't have been uh, no different for him negotiating. And I, and I believe 
The other guys wouldn't be getting the 30. But, you know, if if the Bulls really wanted it, they could have given the one-year contract. They said, Michael, you are our ambassador. Go talk to your teammates. Have them come back one more year. And after that, they can go do their thing. Um, even though they didn't always like him and they thought he was an asshole sometimes, I think if he sits down in front of his teammates, the key ones return and they have enough to uh, win a championship. And here's the other thing. They didn't have to play 82 games that year. They only had to play 50 games. Right. And I know uh, Tom shortened every season uh, in the world. Masway would have loved that. I and did I love that it. Been hey, the well, Knicks made the championship. They made the championship that year. <laughs> Maz, let me ask you something, brother. Yeah. Let's go through every sport. Tell me how many games should they have? Okay, go ahead. Okay, basketball. Uh, 60 games. Hockey. 60. Baseball. 140. And football. 18. Oh, so you uh, want more yeah. for football? Yeah, I want one more no, for I football. Do. Yes. Hey, listen. Okay, are you willing to expand the rosters? Yes, of course I am. All right. 60, 60, 140, 18. All right. That sounds, now, on, foot, okay. on football, with my 18-game schedule, you get two weeks off. You get two buys. And what happens to the preseason? That's down to two games. All right. Okay, I'm okay with that then. But baseball, 140 games. Who needs those games in August? No one gives a damn about those games in August. No one's even paying attention to those games no, in no, August. You know, you know, you don't need the games in April. You yeah. Okay, there, April. Fine. And it's rainy. It's okay. misty. Uh, let's start later in April. Let's keep the August games. And and for the other games, NBA and NHL, do you really need to see the Pistons and the Kings? In, in uh, March, I don't need to see the Pistons and the Kings in March. Eliminate 15 to 20 games. No, but you know what? The unofficial start of the NBA season is Christmas night or Christmas day. Correct. Make that the season opener. And I'm for hockey? January 1st. Make it the Winter Classic? That starts the league. That's it. Bam. That's it. Go. Boom. I'm going to make you commissioner. I'm, believe me, the sports would run better if I was a commissioner. Jimmy's shaking his head at me. I'm shaking my head at both of y'all. You just How want the money. You. That's why. You just want the money. How dare y'all? You just want the extra money. We don't give a damn. Capitalistic society. <laughs> taking food and bread out of these <laughs> athletes' mouths. Yeah, I know. These poor athletes making That's minimum wage. I feel That's terrible. I, I, I tell you what. I tell generational you what. growth. <laughs> Uh, how about this? I'm going to play play off of you. How much fresher would you feel as a player if you played three times a week rather than five times a week? And how how much better would the quality of basketball be if you let's say you had no back to backs, you played three times a week? Wouldn't we see a better brand of basketball? Yes. Now, this is uh, Mr. Former NBA player. Let me I know. know. I'm listening. Necessarily. Not necessarily. That doesn't. That doesn't guarantee. That doesn't guarantee better basketball. All right. You have. You have people. You have people on the bench right now that you can play more. If that's the case. Yeah, but they're no good. The they're on the bench. Play the guys more. 
<laughs> y'all going back, y'all reverse engineering. We are where we are where we are. And if y'all have learned anything, there is no rolling back. Name one thing that you seem dialed back. Nothing right, rolls right. back. The only thing that I saves us. The only wishful thinking. So all that, all that that you're talking about, sixty games and all that. No, let's deal with the construct that we already have. Just limit minutes, play, and develop your players. <laughs> Why? So you could take load <laughs> management games off. Better players. No load management. There are. I guarantee you, I could find a team today and go out and find fifteen cats that aren't in the league and whoop an NBA team today. But they don't have a name. Here's the other thing. Let's it's say not, uh, that, <laughs> you talk no, about quality, no, no. Of, quality of the okay. game, right? You said okay. you said what well, we All need right. a good quality. The quality is not going to go up just because it's, it's going to stay the same. Let's now let's say I can afford to go to ten games a year, and I look at the Pistons schedule. Here's the Lakers. When I go to that game. LeBron James damn well better be playing or yeah. I want my damn money back. Right. That ain't going to happen. Oh, man. Right. Y'all don't love the game. I'm coming to see pros play. No, no, no. I, don't be quiet. I don't care if it's LeBron <laughs> or, or, if it's, or if it's JCP or J. Jimmy. Uh, uh, Hold on, Caldwell, Jimmy. JCP. Jimmy, you know, if I, I pay more, I'm paying more money. I'm paying extra money to see the good teams because that's how the NBA and the NHL and the NFL and Major League Baseball, they charge more money for the good games. So if I'm going to go and LeBron says, you know, my ass hurts, I'm going to sit down, I'm tired. Okay? Okay, I got a solution. I got a solution. So we can marry the minor leagues too then, right? So on games where LeBron sits out, you can have – well, not – I won't say minor leagues, but then um, – Lower the, the ticket price, right? It, it could be predates, right? The teams are allowed to have a certain number of the years for their stars to sit out. They have to coordinate that before the season, and that way they can manage it that way. And the fans have a choice to go to that game or not. And if 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 they're not playing, then they can lower the price and, and deal with it economically that way. Oh, yeah, because teams will do that, right? Because teams will lower prices just for the hell of it. Right, right. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Why, why are y'all exactly? So why are y'all talking about cutting games? Because I'm bored. Stop. Stop boring me with meaningless games that you guys don't want to play. Man, I'm gonna be yeah, up in. The, I'm gonna be in the stands with my shades on, yeah. social distancing, <laughs> side pops and everybody. Go ahead. Not no. But look at the league. Do the, does the league, when they promote themselves on TV, that they say, hey, it's the Los Angeles Lakers against the Golden State Warriors? Or do they say it's LeBron James uh, and the Los Angeles Lakers against Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors? They promote the personalities ahead of the teams. I want to see the personalities play. That's the way they, that's the way they do it. Well, yeah, that's, that's the way they I suppose. It. The players play. I, I never and heard. They, they the Pacers are coming to a Little Caesars Arena. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Terry. You get him. Sick him. <laughs> y'all wishful thinking. Y'all wishful thinking. Y'all think they gonna cut those games? Yeah, I know. 
Listen, and then you see, and then you see, out of all the sports that they really need to cut, Maz is going to say add a game because you love it. No, <laughs> I love all sports, Jimmy. Football's well, only eighteen. Why, why, are you, why, why would you add a game to football at this point? Because they play once a week, man. Eighteen weeks. That's it. You guys are playing for eight months. <laughs> I don't need eight months of basketball. Uh, yes, you, you may not need eight months of basketball. But guys like myself and people that I know, just, we need Just this make it seven up, months. This hook me, me up to ESPN, put a vein in my arm, live stream me, baby. Fine. Terry, I give nah, up. Nah, nah. Yeah, NRM. Here's the worst thing the NBA does. They play four games in five nights. That fifth night or that fourth game, they're not you even playing. That right. Like shit. They're not even trying. Those they're are not the even nights, trying. Right. Those are the nights that the Sacramento Kings beat the uh, Los bench Angeles night. Lakers. We can call it bench mm-hmm. night. Get your weight up. Nobody wants to see the bench Y'all play. Get your weight up. Bench night. I don't want to see yeah. the Kings and the Hawks. You want to see the Kings and the Hawks in April? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I okay. Want to see if they out there balling. Yeah, I want to see ballers ball. Yeah. Okay. How I many see some players? That's the beauty of basketball. You never know what you're going to see. You might have think you've seen it all, and then you might see Vince Carter jump over a seven-footer. Like, you never know. Okay. All right, Jim. You win. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> See, that's the Not problem. You're trying to win. Hey, look, you know there's no bigger sports fan. You're looking at him. You're looking at the number one sports fan. All right, I love all sports. I'm just telling you, you should trim down some of the games, baseball especially. Who needs 162 games? Who needs that? Then you're gonna oh, yeah. play. Then you're gonna play another 28 games in the playoffs. Come on. In the snow. Give me a you break. You play baseball. No, no. Here, This is what baseball does. You start in Cleveland and Detroit yep. in March. In the rain and snow. Yeah. And then you end at Yankee – well, you should end in Yankee Stadium. It in will. In the snow. What kind of – I mean, that doesn't make sense. Baseball is an outdoor, warm-weather sport. Play your most important games – in the warm weather, in yep. the sunshine, or, you know, at night in the 70 degrees. Okay, I, I can live with that. Why not? Back in the day, baseball ended the first week of October. It was done. Done. Completely done. Now we're going till November. And you, you know what else it. they did, brother? They played every postseason game during in, the day. During the day. That's not day. But at least the fans were more comfortable, the players yep. were more comfortable, and there was no snow on the ground. And they played double headers. And you got to stay for both games. <laughs> now they chase you out. Well, y'all still, y'all still, y'all still don't get it. Y'all still talking about double headers and <laughs> over and all of that. Y'all still don't get it. Terry and me are like two old men. Get off you know, our lawn. Hey, Jimmy, get off. Y'all ain't coming to America. Y'all getting out of America. Well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. 
I went to a Tiger doubleheader. In game one, Gates Brown hits a game-winning base hit in the bottom of the ninth. In game two, he did the same thing. You couldn't see that unless it was a doubleheader. That was Sweet. like one of the great, greatest days ever. Because you had doubleheaders, brother. And you got to watch both. But how, much, how much did that ticket cost? How much did that ticket cost? Four bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hold on, wait. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so they got, so they got $2 per game. Now let me ask you this. Hold on, let me ask you this. So if you ask the players how much money they got then, or you ask the players how much money they make it now, you ask them if they want to play X amount of games versus the games they play in now and look at their paychecks, it's a no-brainer. But you know what? If they played doubleheaders, the, the, the player salaries would be the same. This is to put money in the owner's pocket. Don't be a oh, well, for the yeah. owners, brother. Well, 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 then now you got a stalemate between the players' union and, and, and the league, so... <laughs> All right. Hey, you're both right now. We're running out of time, but you guys can both get off my front lawn, okay? I don't want you guys on my lawn. Get the hell off. Keep it right here. King and Foster Part 2 coming up right after this on NRM Streamcast. Uh-huh.